Welcome to the Sports Town Podcast, or the STP Pod for short. No politics, no drama, no arguing. Just two guys talking sports. I'm your host, JJ Peters. Today on the podcast, we'll go over the College Football Awards Night, NFL pre- Playoffs Preview, NBA Score Update, and much more. And as always, we do a poll question before we start the show. And the question was, does Markel Fultz's injury affect the Magic going forward? And overwhelmingly, you guys said yes. Thanks again for voting. You can vote on Instagram and Facebook at SportsTown underscore podcast or on Twitter at SportsTown pod. 2017 first round pick Markel Fultz is done for the season with a torn ACL. The former Washington product was having one of his best seasons as he was averaging 12 points per game, five assists per game, and 3.1 rebounds per game. Fultz was drafted by the Sixers with the number one overall pick, but failed to live up to expectations as he was dealing with multiple shoulder injuries. He was eventually traded to Orlando in 2019 and has worked so hard to get to where he's at now. But unfortunately, he will have to deal through another setback to his young career. The Orlando Magic are already dealing with an injury to starting forward Jonathan Isaac, who tore his ACL in the bubble at Disney World. The Washington Wizards starting shooting guard Bradley Beal dropped 60 points in the loss versus the Sixers, 141-136 to on Wednesday night. Beal has been having a great season despite the struggles of the team. It was a career high for him. However, he was not happy because the team lost. The Washington Wizards acquired Russell Westbrook and traded Russell and traded John Wall to the Rockets. Expectations were pretty high for the Wizards, but it hasn't come to fruition. Currently, the Wizards are 2-6. and six. Former pitcher for the Indians, White Sox, Dodgers, Yankees, Angels, and Athletics has tested positive for coronavirus. The four-time All-Star, Tommy John, tested positive three weeks ago. It was so severe for John that he was sent to the hospital. John is a four-time All-Star and is known for having ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction surgery on his left elbow. The surgery now bears his name, and many pitchers have taken the surgery. The 77-year-old has 288 wins in his career. He has had 20 wins in four different seasons. Unfortunately, with all of his success, he is not in the MLB Hall of Fame. Potential number one overall pick quarterback Trevor Lawrence is officially declared for the NFL draft. Lawrence played for Clemson the last three years and won a championship in the 2018 season over Alabama as a freshman. The 21-year-old finished second in the Heisman this year and helped the Tigers win six straight ACC championships. They were once again invited to the college football playoff but were beaten by Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. Many consider Lawrence as the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck to declare for the NFL draft. Lawrence's stats this season were 24 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, and 3,153 yards. He missed two games this season because he tested positive for coronavirus. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the number one overall pick will likely take Lawrence. Front Row Motorsports has added a new driver. FRM has signed Anthony Alfredo to run the number 38 Ford Mustang in the 2021 Cup season. He replaces John Hunter Nemechek. He'll be joined by Michael McDowell, who drives the number 34 Ford Mustang for FRM. The 21-year-old drove in the Xfinity Series last season. He competed in 19 Xfinity races for Richard Childress racing in 2020 and had nine top 10 finishes. His best finish in the Xfinity Series was finishing third at Texas Motor Speedway. In Alfredo's career, he has won one race in the ARCA East Series. Seth Barber will be his crew chief for the 2021 Cup season. The number 38 will also drive in the Camping Truck Series with Kyle Busch Motorsports. The 2021 NASCAR Cup season will begin in Daytona for the Crown Jewel event on February 14th, the Daytona 500. The New York Mets have traded for all-star shortstop Francisco Lindor and pitcher Carlos Carrasco. The Mets will send Adries Jimenez 
Ahmad Rosario, Josh Wolf, and Isaiah Green to the Indians. This is the first big move by new owner Steve Cohen, who purchased the team in November. New York will likely give Francisco Lindor a new contract before the season or before next season. Lindor is one of the best shortstops in the league and will help out the Mets tremendously. With the trade of the star, Cleveland Howe has the lowest payroll in the entire MLB. With the trade, the Mets will likely be contenders, and the Indians could be one of the worst teams in the league next season. Lindor is a four-time All-Star, two-time Golden Glove Award winner, and two-time Silver Slug Award winner. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. Let's get an update in the NBA. There were some big games that happened on Wednesday night, including the Clippers versus Warriors, Heat versus Celtics, and much more. Let's begin. Let's first start with the Rockets and Pacers. The Houston Rockets traveled to Indiana to take, to take on the Pacers. The Pacers led the whole game and had to beat the or held on to beat the Rockets 114 to 107. Malcolm Brogdon led the way for the for Indiana with 35 points and seven assists. John Well John Wall for the Rockets at 28 points. Demarcus Cousins 14 rebounds and James Harden finished with 12 assists. The Pacers are six and two and the Rockets are two and four. The Orlando Magic got a win versus the Cavs on Wednesday night, but it came at a cost. Guard Markel Foltz left the game injured. Foltz could be out for the rest of the season with a knee injury. Orlando beat Cleveland 105-94. Colin Sexton had 21 points under a German 15 rebounds and Sidney Osman with 7 assists. Terrence are for the Raptors. Terrence Ross had 20 points. Kahim Bursch had 10 rebounds and Nikola Vucevic finished the game with 6 assists. Wizards versus Sixers. The Philadelphia 76ers got their seventh win of the season by edging out the Wizards 141 to 136. However, the big story was Bradley Beal for Washington dropping 60 points in the loss. Russell Westbrook had eight rebounds and 12 assists. Joel Embiid had 35 points, eight rebounds, and Ben Simmons finished with 12 assists for the Sixers. The Wizards now dropped to two and six on the season. If Washington continues to struggle, there is a chance that Washington head coach Scott Brooks could be let go or fired with the organization. Philly, on the other hand, is the best record in the league with the win over Washington. Hornets versus Hawks. The Charlotte Hornets beat the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday night, 102-94. Led by Gordon Hayward's 24 points, P.J. Walker's, or excuse me, P.J. Washington's 10 rebounds, and Devontae Graham's with 7 dimes. The Hawks, led by John Collins, had 23 points, Clint Capel with 19 boards, and Kevin Herter had 6 assists. It's the first time this season that the Hornets came from behind to beat an opponent. Charlotte is now 3-5 and and Atlanta's 4-4. Four and four. The Hawks have now dropped four of their last five games. Heat versus Celtics. The Boston Celtics got a last-second shot to beat the Miami Heat 107-105. Rookie guard Peyton Pritchard tipped it in for the Celtics with just .2 seconds left in the game. Jason Tatum had 27 points in the win. Jalen Brown had 12 assists, and Marcus Smart finished with six dimes. For the Heat, Jimmy Butler had 26 points, eight boards, and Bam Adebayo with 10 rebounds. Miami is now 3-4 and four after the loss. Boston is 6-3 and three after coming from behind to beat Miami. Jazz versus Knicks. The New York Knicks upset the Utah Jazz with a 112-100 win. It's the Knicks' third straight victory of the young season. New York came from behind to beat the Jazz. 
Julius Randle has been solid this year, finishing with 30 points, 16 rebounds, and Alfred Payton came away with eight assists in the win. For the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, 19 points in the loss, Rudy Gobert, 12 rebounds, and Mike Conley came up with six dimes in the loss. The Jazz are now 4-4, four and four, and the Knicks have a winning record at 5-3. and three. Unbelievable. The Milwaukee Bucks and Detroit Pistons. The Milwaukee Bucks continue their winning ways. Uh, Milwaukee beat Detroit 130-115, led by Giannis Antetokounmpo's 25 points, Bobby Portis's 10 rebounds, and Chris Middleton's 7 assists. The Bucks are 5-3 and three after the win versus the Pistons. Jeremiah Grant finished with 31 points, 10 assists, and Blake Griffin with 5 assists. Or, excuse me, with, or, sorry, Jeremiah Grant finished with 31 points, 10 rebounds, and Blake Griffin at 5 assists. The Pistons now fall to 1-7 and seven on the year. Thunder versus Pelicans. The Thunder squeaked past the Pelicans 111-110, led by Shea Gildas-Alexander's 21 points and 9 assists. Darius Baisley had 12 boards. Zion Williamson on the other side for the Pelicans finished with 29 points, Brandon Ingram 11 rebounds, and Steven Adams had 10 assists. Veteran George Hill had the go-ahead free throws with 12 ticks left to play to beat New Orleans. The Thunder are now 3-4, and four, and the Pelicans are 4-4. Four and four. Raptors versus the Suns. The Phoenix Suns have started the season hot. The Suns beat the Raptors 123-115 to to have one of their best records to start this season since the Steve Nash era. Devin Booker scored 24 points, DeAndre Ayton had 16 boards, and Cameron Payne finished with 10 dimes. Pascal Siakam had added 32 points and 9 rebounds. Fred Van Fleet had 7 assists. The Raptors were one of the wor- off to the worst starts in a long time. The 2019 champions are now 1-6 and, and have one of the worst teams in the league right now. Clippers versus Warriors. The Clippers got past the Warriors on Wednesday night by beating them 108 to 101. PG 13 and Kawhi Leonard had 21 points. Serge Ibaka finished with 13 rebounds, and Kawhi Leonard had four assists. The Clippers are now six and three after the win, and they will play the Warriors again on Friday on ESPN. Eric Pascal for the Warriors finished with 19 points to lead the Warriors. Draymond Green had six assists and six rebounds. Golden State dropped to four and four on the 2021 or on the 2020 size 2021 season. And last but not least, the Bulls versus the Kings. The Kings got their fourth win of the season with the victory over the Bulls, 128 to 124. Buddy Hill got the go-ahead shot with with less than or got the go-ahead three-point shot to beat the Bulls. Rashawn Holmes had 24 points. Marvin Bagley finished with 12 rebounds. And the rookie Tyrese Halliburton, six assists. For the Bulls, Kobe White with 36 points and seven assists and the loss. Wendell Carter Jr., the former first-round pick, dropped 17 rebounds. The Bulls have started the young season at 4-5. and five. Well, golf is back. It's been over a month since the last or since last the last PGA Tour has hosted event. Many of the top golfers will get back into action at the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii. We will give you all the updates in the leaderboard of the first PGA Tour, Tour Tournament 2021. Now, remember, this recording was done before the first round was over. The top of the leaderboard is Harris English, Justin Thomas, Robert Streb, Sergio Garcia, and Nick Taylor. The first question is, can Harris English keep the lead going? Uh, I don't know if he can keep the lead going. I can definitely see him being in the, around the top 10 throughout Sunday. Harris English is a very good golfer. Now, he really hasn't been successful the last few times he's uh, golfed. But I could assume that he will be somewhere in the top 10 because, again, it's very hard to be constantly leading for four straight days unless you're Tiger Woods. But I do think Harris English can be around the top 10, but I don't know if he can keep the league um, all around the tournament or all the way till Sunday. Um, what happened to Dustin Johnson? Well, Dustin Johnson's actually having a pretty solid day. He's two under par, but he's tied for 28th right now. 
So I think you just need to give him a few more rounds. I think by Sunday he'll be back in the top 10. He is number one. He won the Masters. Um, Dustin Johnson right now is the best golfer in the world, uh, hands down. I think it's kind of close, but Dustin Johnson right now is number one. And I think he can redeem himself after the first few days, after the first few rounds. And I think by Sunday he'll be up top there again. Um, who could be the dark horse to win the event? I think Abraham answer could be. He's tied for 22nd at four under par currently. He's had a solid day. Again, we still only completed one round. or not. We're not even actually done with the first round yet. But I think um, Abraham answer could be the dark horse for the event. Colin Morikawa is actually, he just won the PGA. Well, he won the PGA Championship back in August. It seems like he's been, people have kind of forgotten about him. So he could kind of be a dark horse. But I think Abraham answer is going to win it, are going to be the dark horse to win it. Um, can Bryson DeChambeau redeem himself? Well, the 2020 U.S. Open champion, after the U.S. Open, he hasn't exactly found that same success, but I definitely think he can redeem himself. I mean, he's Bryson DeChambeau, uh, one of the strongest golfers out there. I think he can easily do it. Not sure if he can do it this week, but I think in the future he can. Um, and finally, predictions on who wins the Tournament of Champions. Uh, I'm going to say Justin Thomas just because that's a safe pick. He's ranked number three in the world right now. Um, he's having a pretty solid tournament. I think he's what three or four under par currently, or no, he's a little more than four. I can't remember quite what his score was, but he's right now in second. I think he can be, I think he's going to be the winner because just, it's a safe pick. And I don't know if Harris English can hold on to that lead for a while. So my, uh, my prediction for winning this tournament will be Justin Thomas ranked number three. Well, it's official. We're in the postseason. Here's a look at all the games this Saturday and Sunday. And to preview for every wild card game. All games will be played on ESPN, ABC, CBS, and NBC. The Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs both have the buys as the NFC and AFC, number one seeds. They have home field advantage throughout the Super Bowl. First game, we got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Buffalo Bills. The Indianapolis Colts enter the playoffs as the seventh and final playoff team in the AFC. They got a win on Sunday by beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Miami Dolphins lost the Buffalo Bills, which allowed the Colts to get into the playoffs. The Colts are riding high with Jonathan Taylor as the running back. Phillip Rivers is old, but he has been able to help the Colts make the playoffs again. Wide receivers like T.Y. Hilton and the defense for the Colts has been able to get them into the place they are now. On the other side, you got the Buffalo Bills led by MVP candidate Josh Allen and star wide receiver Stephon Diggs. The defense is also clicking. The team is 13-3 after a blowout win over the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and many of the other starters played one half and rested the other, but it still didn't or still didn't affect the score as the Buffalo Bills continued to dominate the Miami Dolphins. Colts versus Bills. That's the very first game on ESPN. Second game, we got our, our AFC or NFC West rivalry between the LA Rams and Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are 12 and four and the Rams are 10 and six. The Rams got in the playoffs by the skin of their teeth with the win over the Cardinals led by backup quarterback, John Warford, who played in the American Alliance of Football League and led the league in touchdowns before it folded. He also played at Wake Forest. Can the Rams defeat him? Is Aaron Donald, or could Aaron Donald, or Aaron Donald needs to play well in order for the Rams to win? He likely is going to win his third defensive player of the year, so we need, they need to get his 100%. And Jalen Ramsey, of course, needs to continue cover or locking down guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. On the other side of the, another side, on the other side of the ball, the Seattle Seahawks, led by Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, are blowing teams out of the water. DK Metcalf has had a great second year, and Russell Wilson continues to cook. 
The Seahawks most likely will win this game, but it's going to be tough because they split with the Rams um, in the season. It's very hard to beat a team twice, let alone in the playoffs. Rams versus Seahawks, the second game on ESPN. And the last but not least for Saturday games, the Bucks versus the Washington football team. Chase Young, defensive end for Washington, said he wanted Tom Brady. Well, he's going to have a chance at him. The maybe de- or the potential defensive rookie of the year and led and that fierce defensive line that also has a player, young defensive end in Montez Sweat, will take on the old veteran Tom Brady, who has won six Super Bowls, his first year with Tampa, and the very first time in a very long time that Tom Brady has to go on the road or has to go on the road instead of being home. But the Bucs, I feel like, have too much firepower as they are led by Tom Brady and uh, <laughs> Tom Brady and that uh, receiver that so many weapons to watch or so many weapons Tampa Bay has. And Mike Evans will be out, but they have guys like Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Let's see what they can do. Gronk is also a good addition to the team, and they also have a solid defense. Bucks versus football team, the very last game on on Saturday on ESPN. Then. To start the Sunday game slates, we have the Ravens versus Titans, a revenge matchup for the Ravens as they lost the Titans earlier this year and also last year in the playoffs when the Ravens were 14-2 and and the Titans came in as a wild card and dominated them. Can Lamar Jackson finally get his first playoff win or will 2K Derrick Henry bully his way through the Ravens defense. Ravens versus Titans. Great game. The Ravens and Titans both at 11 and 5 and whoever wins will most likely take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bears versus Saints. This game will be aired on CBS and it will also be aired on Nickelodeon. The Chicago Bears led by their fierce defense in Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack take on the old but still good veteran Drew Brees and Michael Thomas most likely will be playing in this year in this game. The Saints have a home have a have a home game, which is going to help them a lot, especially versus a good defense. Can the Bears get an upset win as they just squeaked into the playoffs with a record of eight and eight, or will the New Orleans Saints continue to dominate? We'll see what happens. And last but not least, the Browns versus Steelers. The Browns, of course, will be without their head coach Kevin Stefanski as he tested positive for coronavirus, along with their tight ends coach and defensive backs coach. Their tar- starting guard. Uh, Joel Patino will be out, and one of their wide receivers is also going to be out. It seems like the Browns have all everything against them in this matchup. But, again, upsets can happen, and anything is possible, especially in the NFL playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers will get Ben Roethlisberger and many of their starters as they rested in Week 17 versus the Browns because they already clinched a playoff berth, and there was no shot of them getting the top seed in the AFC. Browns versus Steelers, that game will be played in Pittsburgh, and the game will be aired on NBC. Browns versus Steelers to wrap up the NFL playoffs round one. Some big awards in college football were handed out on Thursday. All the major awards in college football, except for the Heisman, was announced. The event was presented by Home Depot, and it was aired on ESPN. It was the 30th anniversary of the college football awards. Awards such as the Davey O'Brien Award, Maxwell Award, Walter Camp Award, Doge Walker Award, Friend Bullet Took Off Award, and much more. First of all, it's the Maxwell Award. Devontae Smith has won the 2020 Maxwell Award. The Maxwell is awarded to the best all-round player in college football. Smith continues to win many awards as he has now won the Heisman, AP Player of the Year, SEC Offensive Player of the Year, and now the Maxwell Award. The Walter Camp Award. Well, that award is named for the best outstanding offensive player in college football, and it was awarded to, yep, you guessed it, Devontae Smith. He continues to add a bunch of trophies to his hardware. The Davey O'Brien Award. Alabama's quarterback, Mac Jones, has won the Davey O'Brien Award. 
the Davey O'Brien's word to the best quarterback in college football. Jones finished third in the Heisman this season and led the Crimson Tide to another national championship game. His stats for 2020 were 36 touchdowns, four interceptions, and 4,036 yards. The Fred Belentikoff Award. The Fred Belentikoff Award is for the best receiver in college football, and it was awarded to, yep, you're right, Devontae Smith. What a season he's had as he continues to get award after award. He is likely going to be a top pick in this year's upcoming NFL draft. The Doge Walker Award. Najee Harris has won the 2020 Doge Walker Award. The award is awarded to the best running back in college football. His stats for 2020 were 1,397 yards on 229 attempts. He also had 24 touchdowns with 6.1 yard average. He helped the Crimson Tide go to another championship game, this time versus Ohio State. The Home Depot Coach, or the excuse me, the Home Depot College or College Football Coach of the Year, Jamie Chadwell has won the 2020 Home Depot Coach of the Year. The Home Depot Coach Award is awarded to the best college coach in the season. Chadwell led the Chanteliers to an undefeated record and a share of the Sun Belt Conference Championship. The Chanteliers were not able to play in the Sun Belt Championship game because of some COVID concerns. It was the first time in school history that Coastal Carolina was ranked at one time in the season. They were ranked as high as 12. The John Mackey Award. Kyle Pitts from the University of Florida has won the John Mackey Award. The John Mackey Award is awarded to the best tight end in college football. Pitts is likely going to be a top 10 pick in this year's upcoming draft. His stats for 2020 were one, for 770, yard, 770 yards and 12 TDs. The Outland Trophy. The Outland Trophy is awarded to the best football interior lineman, and that was Alex Weather, Leatherwood of Alabama. He is gearing up for the national championship game versus Ohio State. The, 2020, the 22-year-old is likely going to be a first-round pick in this upcoming NFL draft. The Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. Mac Jones from the University of Alabama has won the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. The Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award is awarded to the best senior quarterback. Jones had a tremendous season finishing third in the Heisman voting, winning the Davey O'Brien Award, and helped lead Alabama to another championship game. The Remington Trophy. Landon Dickerson has won the Remington Trophy. The Remington Trophy is awarded to the best center in college football. Dickerson is gearing up for the national championship game versus Ohio State. In fact, Remington allowed no sacks in the 2020 season. The Chuck Bednarik Award. Tulsa's linebacker Xavier Collins has won the Chuck Bednarik Award. The award is for the best defensive player in college football. According to Pro Football Focus, Collins is the highest grade of any linebacker, beating out former UCLA and now Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks. The Bronco Nagurski Award. Tulsa's linebacker Javian Collins wins another big award. The Tulsa's linebacker has now won the Chuck Bednarik Award and now the Bronco Nagurski Award. The award is awarded to the best defensive player in college football. What a year for Tulsa's linebacker Javian Collins. Next, we got the Dick Buckus Award. The Dick Buckus Award is awarded to the best linebacker in college football. Notre Dame's linebacker Jeremiah Owusu won the 2020 Dick Buckus Award. He has had 54 tackles and 13 and a half sacks for the year. He helped the Fighting Irish reach the uh, reach all the way to the playoff semifinals, where they were beaten by Alabama. The Jim Thorpe Award. TCU's Trev Travion Morig has won the Jim Thorpe Award. The award is awarded to the best defensive back in college football. Morik has 30 tackles and two interceptions in the 2020 season. He also had nine deflections for this season. The next award was the Ray Guy Award. It's awarded to the best punter in college football. Georgia's Tech, Georgia Tech's Presley Harvin won the prestigious Ray Guy Award. Harvin was an All-American this season along with first-team All-ACC. He is also the second punter in Georgia Tech history to win the Ray Guy Award. 
Next, we get to the Paul Horning Award. Devontae Smith wins the Paul Horning Award. The Paul Horning, oh, the Paul Horning Award is awarded to the most versatile player in college football. And Devontae Smith was very versatile, to say the least. He racked up many awards over the last week and hopes to win another championship for Alabama on Monday as they take on Clemson. And last but not least, the assistant coach of the year. Alabama's offensive coach Steve Sarkeesian has won the Broyles Award. The Broyles Award is awarded to the best assistant college coach in college football. Steve Sarkeesian will call his last game as Alabama's offensive coordinator. Sarkeesian was hired by the University of Texas to be their head coach, replacing the fired Tom Herman. Thanks for listening to the Sports Town Podcast, or the STP Pod for short. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and much more. We release new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate.